everyone. This is Polly Gamble Grant with Refresh, and this is Wednesday Wonderment number 83. About eight years ago, I was walking in the woods and I stopped to look at some birds. And as I watched them dart and zip to and fro, I realized that I couldn't distinguish whether they were working, playing, or flirting. I honestly just kept watching them and watching them and going, I don't know if they're gathering things for their nest or if they're in a flirtatious chase or if they're just having fun. I couldn't tell the difference. And I remember in an instant, I could feel my soul resonant with longing to live life in that same way. I mean, what would it be like to have my work feel like play and my play feel like love? And what would it be like if I could live as free and unfettered as these ones before me? I don't suppose I prayed a prayer then at that time, like, Lord, I want to live this way or anything like that. I just was very aware of a deep longing within me to live where it was indistinguishable, whether love or prayer or play or work, that they'd be the same thing, that my work would be playful and my love would be prayerful. And uh, I, I just had this deep, deep longing. I had no idea how something like that could ever happen in my life or how to make it happen. Fast forward to last week. Stephen and I rode our motorcycles. It was a beautiful day here in Portland, and we rode our motorcycles out to Alton Collins Retreat Center to work. And what my work was for that afternoon, and Stephen came along to join me, was to pray for the participants who would be arriving later that day for a four-day silent Franciscan Hermitage retreat. I have been on three of them, and this time uh, I was asked to pray for those who were participating And it was such a lovely day. And so instead of praying from home, uh, which I could have very easily done, Stephen and I jumped on our bikes, rode out there, had a beautiful ride, and uh, began to just walk the grounds and pray silently for those who were coming on retreat. Sometimes uh, along the path, Stephen would grab my hand. Uh, We'd stop by the creek to ponder the flowing water. We prayed that God's spirit would flow life, streams of living water into the participants. We watched birds frolic. We were trying to avoid the numerous, numerous, numerous amount of nettles. And as is our habit on every bridge, we stopped to kiss. And I think we started that habit on our honeymoon in Tahoe. And it's just been a tradition that we've continued to this day whenever we're we're on a hike or a walk. So we walked and we prayed and we kissed and we prayed and we skipped stones in the creek and we laughed and we pondered and we prayed and we felt wonderful being in God's creation and, and, and anticipating all that would unfold for these retreatants who were on their way. It wasn't until the next morning that I realized that the longing in my heart from eight years ago of watching those birds had come to fruition. I had just worked and loved and played seamlessly uh, with Stephen in the forest. It just intermingled in my life. It took no effort. It had become a natural rhythm for me and for me and Stephen and with us with the beauty of God's creation. How'd I get from that longing so long ago to this reality? 
In some ways, I have to say I have no stinking idea. I suppose it's just been because I've leaned into my longings. I've, I've felt them deeply. I've, I've opened my heart to trust God's love. And whether I've prayed them or just wanted them, uh, I think God has honored the prayer of my heart. Leaning into these longings, I believe when, when a longing comes forth, it's the truest and the best part of me. It's the truest and the best part of you. How you long to relate to God, how you long for the something more that is intangible and beyond you is the truest and the best part of you. And I can't point you to a program or steps to make that kind of growth or the fruition of that longing come true. But it does require you to get in touch with the longing of your heart for more and then to turn yourself toward the one who implanted that longing in you in the first place. So just for a moment, I want you to sit and answer the following question. What is keeping you from feeling fully alive and free in your life? What is keeping you from feeling fully alive and free in your life. The thing that comes up for you, the thing that is most keeping you from feeling fully alive and free is where you need to focus. It's where you need to linger. The thing that maybe you don't like about yourself, the the habits you've tried, the things you've wanted to change, uh, the things that aren't working for you anymore. You need to be there very gently and with compassion, with a heart of welcome, a heart of curiosity, a heart to listen to what that blockage part has to say to you. See, underneath our disillusionments, our disappointments and our blocks are our longings. If we can sit with them patiently and long enough. Be curious about that thing that's keeping you from living fully alive and fully free in your life and listen into what God might say and what God might wanting to be inviting you toward. It may not be clear like one, two, three, ABC, but follow God's invitations. The one who crafted you, the one who created you, the one who knows the scars in your heart and the hairs on your head is the one who can lead you to live a life where your longings are fulfilled, to live fully alive and fully free. Until next time, peace and good to you and all whom you love. And remember, be gentle with yourself.